The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, veteran Lucas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Lucas Lecture. This is Veteran Lucas. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day or night whenever you are listening. And, you know, sometimes it really just sits in. We've been at this nonsense for well over four and a half years. I know we did the whole Dragon special to celebrate that, but it really sets in when you go back and you look at the numbers. We did reach the 300 reviews on iTunes. Whoop, whoop. I remember when I was so glad when I saw five, but, like, it's, it's great. It's awesome to see that we've kept growing through all that, uh, but it is nice to reflect as well on some of the things you could have improved on. Our first episode of Study on Wings, we talked about how these certain Pokemon, most flying types, pretty much all of them, can't fly, they're too fat, their wings are small, one of them is literally a dinosaur with leaves on its back. Like We just went through it and we railed against them, and I don't know, maybe in my older age, I feel a little bit nicer. I feel like I want to be a little more positive. So, for today's lecture, we are going to go over some, let's be honest, questionable flying designs in Pokemon. And we're going to see, instead of belittling them, see if we can get them off the ground. See if we can actually help them fly. By the end of this, I will find a way to make Tropius fly. I will find a way without completely ruining its design. Now, before we get into the actual Pokemon, we have to review Flight. Because, to be honest, we take it for granted just because we see it every single day. Flying is one of the single most incredible advances that any animal has ever achieved. The fact that it kept getting achieved by almost every group of animals on land is phenomenal. I think it's so cool to think about how all these organisms separately evolved one of the most amazing ways to avoid as well as hunt. It's, it's amazing. It's fantastic. Uh, birds get most of the glory, but the insects were flying while the vertebrates were still getting used to being on land in general. They were buzzing here, there, and everywhere. Bats also deserve a lot of hype because whereas rodents make up about a fourth of the mammals, bats make up a fifth of the mammals, so that's a lot of flying creatures just flying around that we take for granted. Pterosaurs, uh, they got a taste of the skies for a while until they went out with the dinosaurs. Remember, pterosaurs and dinosaurs were separate group they were related but when they say like oh what's your favorite dinosaur pterodactyl okay what's your real favorite dinosaur because that's not a real dinosaur now there are different kinds of flight uh the one we'll be talking about today is powered flight technically gliding is not flight it's falling with style so things like flying squirrels uh the gliding lizards and snakes and about that they're cool but it ain't powered flight the obvious benefit of course to having powered flight over non-powered flight is that you don't need to be jumping off tall trees or whatnot to get a lift you can just pick yourself up from zero and just get on up there personally i do think it would be kind of funny to like look at through the eyes of like the first reptile who crawled out of an egg it's like haha i can stay on land now uh, nothing could stop me and starts walking and tries to go after a bug and the bug just takes off and flies away and it's just like what like, how do you even process that as an animal that's your, the thing that you're trying to eat literally went into the sky? Even if it went up to another branch, it might as well have been the moon for a lot of these organisms. And as animals have evolved over time, 
they've still had to adapt to dealing with flying prey and predator alike. Now, if flight is so awesome, it has so many advantages, why on earth didn't we evolve it? I mean, it makes sense if it's working really well, but to be honest, the road you have to take to being a flying animal is long, it is difficult. Keep in mind that evolution is not a, okay, wing, then no wing. You have to survive as your body naturally adapts to it. So taking the case of the dolphin, when they started out, they were terrestrial and on land, but they didn't just go to flippers. They, over time, new species evolved through that that were able to lose parts of their limbs, that were able to adapt their limb. The same went with flying animals. At first, they had maybe feathers that were helping for cooling, but then they started adapting the feathers for something else, and then something else, and then something else. They got to gliding and then worked their way from there. It takes millions of years to get there, and it takes a lot of sacrifice. In order to fly, you need four basic things. You need low body mass, specialized organs, uh, something big enough to actually carry your weight, and an efficient way of gaining energy to make it all work. Now, for body mass, it doesn't mean you have to be small. Have you seen the size of some of these hawks and eagles? They're massive. Pterosaurs were huge, too. There was one that was literally a flying giraffe, but... Its issue wasn't size, it is weight. You have to be super light, which is why birds have hollow bones, which is why a lot of birds don't have a lot of body fat on them. It's to be able to streamline yourself as much as possible. Uh, this is incredibly devastating for birds because if they get injured, those brittle bones aren't going to heal as well, and it's basically game over because they've adapted so much to flight. If they lose the ability to flight, there is no backup plan. There is nothing else they can do. They can just screech and hope that they don't get eaten too quickly. Uh, bugs are super capable of flying the same way that a helicopter can be compared to a jet. Comparing the way how bugs fly versus how birds fly is completely bonkers. Like, yes, they achieve the same result, but through very different means. Uh, some bugs, for example, have muscles directly attached to their wings. These are things like dragonflies, which can, like, rip 5G's like it's no big deal, whereas it would make it feel like your skin is turning to baloney. But others have no direct muscle connection. Instead, they're flexing their bodies over and over again, faster than their nervous system can even react. And those are things like butterflies and bees. Of course, bats are really cool too. Bats basically work very similar to how birds do, but their wing motion is a little bit different. And to top it all off, every single one of the organisms I just mentioned that uses flight they got to eat. A hummingbird has to eat well over a third of its body weight every day or it cannot move at those amazing speeds. Tons of animals out there need to eat lots of food, but it's really the birds that if they don't get the nutrients they need or the energy they need, they will not be able to take flight. And like I said before, if you're a bird who can't fly and you're not a penguin or an ostrich, it's game over. Of course, with Pokemon, we don't have to worry about the food consumption thing. We do have to worry about some of those other methods that are going to help it out. Like, let's be honest, we're giving them basically candy. Let's assume that that's giving them enough sugar to lift them off the ground. Now, for these Pokemon that I'm about to mention, I, I have one rule. I cannot alter their looks too much. I can't just completely replace their bone structure. I can't completely remove a typing. It has to stay roughly the same because... Of course I could fix them if I changed all these different details. It's like if you fail at cooking a steak dinner and ordering a pizza, yes, you still served dinner, but you still failed with the steak. 
So the first one I kind of want to touch on are some of the bugs. Um, Yanma, uh, that's definitely the one I want to start with because unbeknownst to most of you, Yanmaga was one of the first Pokemon I tried competitively. It did not go well. So let's look at Dragonfly. Like I said earlier, they are some of the greatest flyers on Earth. I've said that in some of our earliest episodes and I still hold true to it. Dragonflies slap. They make birds look like they're holding still. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. Up, down, left, right, back, forth. When they rip a 90-degree turn at the same G-force, it would take, like, two jumbo jets sitting on your chest with the amount of Gs they're pushing on you. It's amazing. But Yanma does have a slight problem, and the problem is that it is huge. I want you guys to think. I want you to look at Yanma, and I want you to guess its weight. Just think about it. Because it's 80 pounds. It's actually over 80 pounds. If you're trying to zip, dip, and dodge through the air, you just got to get that weight down. And to be honest, if you can bring that weight down to about, oh, one pound? Yeah, bring it down to one pound and you'll be just fine. Now, you might be thinking, a one, that's like a pretty big decrease. And to be honest, the largest dragonflies to ever exist were about one pound. So that puts it about the same size in weight as a crow. But... Its wingspan was similar to that of an eagle. So this thing would be zipping and dipping all over the place. And it'd still be pretty terrifying. Let's be honest. A one-pound dragonfly coming out of a Pokeball and just looking at your grass types like they're lunch, that's still pretty terrifying. That's a pretty good monster. Now, if we go way back to the past, we have Aerodactyl. And it's another Pokemon with a weight problem, but it was a fossil for a while. I can't really take out the rock typing at this point. For this Pokemon, instead of making it smaller, let's turn the dial all the way in the other direction. Let's talk about making them big. Let's make Aerodactyl huge. So first, we're going to raise its weight by about 200 pounds. But now, instead of being a measly, oh, I don't know, a few meters, instead, let's get it up to 12 feet tall while it's standing on the ground. Let's have it just have this massive body structure that it's capable of waddling around with. It'll still be a flying type, but instead of flying around like a bird, it's going to be flying much more like Quetzalcoatl, the pterosaur that used to roam the sky. We still don't fully know how they got off the ground. What we do know is that their massive wing structure was similar to that of a small passenger plane, like something like a Cessna. It's amazing just how big they were but able to get off the ground. Fun fact, we actually think, you know how birds have like really strong back legs for pushing themselves off the ground? We think they had really strong front forelimbs, similar to like doing a push-up to push off the ground. They could have also been jumping off cliffs to help with the soaring and gliding. There's still so much we don't know. All we know is that with Aerodactyl, all you had to do is make it just a little bit bigger on that wingspan, and you could do wonders. Now, Woobat. I, a lot of people, when I said bats, are thinking, hi, he's going to talk about Zubat or Crobat. And to be honest, I'm not doing that. Crobat cannot be saved. Like, it, it is, it's 160 pounds. Its wings are already cut to shreds. It's kind of like, Crobat reminds me of the person who buys shredded jeans and insists that they're pants still. Like, when they're more shred than pants. When they're basically just showing off their underwear. You're not wearing pants anymore. And if you don't want to wear pants, I understand. But, sir, this is a Wendy's. Put your pants on. Now, with Woobat, this one's actually really good. I don't have to do very much to this. Woobat, again, despite being based on, like, love and swoo and woo, very loving, no one really talks about it. It's kind of a bummer. But it's almost perfect. All you have to do is up up the wingspan. Like, double the wingspan, maybe triple it, and you would be fine. 
The flying fox, the largest species of bat on Earth, weighs about 2.5 pounds less than a woobat. That means that all you would need to do is up that wingspan just a little bit more, and honestly, you'd be good to go. These things would not need too much of a change. Now, for our flying types, I thought of going to the classics. Let's talk about Charizard, because everyone loves Charizard. I mean, that's what Game Freak says anyway. Now, Charizard, for a reminder so I can crush your dreams of flying one, it's 5'5", five five, and it weighs 200 pounds. Yeah, I, I'm taller than a Charizard. A lot of our listeners are taller than a Charizard, and it really bums people out when they hear that, which is why I love saying it. Now, Charizard, its wings just, just no. Its wings do not cover nearly enough surface area to lift that massive body up off the ground. Now, you could cheat. You could say that, oh, it's a fire type, so it has a hot, bubbling gas inside of its belly, and that helps it retain its height. And if you wanted to do that, I can't stop you. You're wrong, but I can't stop you. But I think what would be really cool is if you buffed up the wings. Like, one, make them big, make them much bigger, and two, really strengthen them up. If you actually look at Charizard's wings, the little strip of orange muscle holding together, that's nothing. That's like boohoo baby muscles. You want to actually pump up like all the muscles that Charizard seems to be putting into its legs and its gut. Pump some of that muscle right up into the back wings. Kind of look a little bit more like Charizard Y, and you have a much better chance of getting your butt off the ground. Definitely something to consider. Again, with fire types, you can always just say, oh, it has the hot gas. And again, that's kind of cheating and dumb, but I'll allow it. Uh, the best flying type, of course, being Drift Bloom, because it's literally just a balloon, and you can't I don't know. It's powered by souls. I, I can't I can't nature a better organism than a balloon that feeds on the souls of children. I don't have that capability. Now, I said I would fix this Pokemon. Tropius is the worst of all the flying types. Oh my god, do I hate this thing. I, look, I really, really hate this thing. The fact that it can fly is stupid. It is dumb it is literally it reminds me of like a producer coming in and being like yo that's a really cool tropical dinosaur it's like yeah i worked really hard on this adine i wanted to talk more about sorbot give it wings what give it banana leaves as wings or you're fired what it's weird it's like they had some sort of flying type quota and they threw it on the freaking sauropod are you crazy that's ridiculous so first step right now drop the size if we're going to make this thing fly and people are forcing me to, well, I'm forcing me to, we're going to drop the size. There's a dinosaur, Magiosaurus. I'm, going to pronou I'm pronouncing the name wrong, but I pronounce a lot of things wrong. Magiosaurus, they were one of the smallest sauropods on the planet. Well, they definitely were like six or seven feet long. They were about the height of a small child, which means that they're lighter, which means I can work with them. So instead of Atropius being this towering banana tree, Let's make it more like a squat bush and work from there. And what, what works really well with this is that there are cases of insular dwarfism where an animal is trapped on an island. What if these are like the regional variants that actually can fly because they were trapped on an island and didn't need to be as big? The other thing you want to do is ditch the leaves and, you know, have them actually be wings because they're not wings. They're leaves like get actual wings. I know I said I wouldn't change much. You can make the wings look like leaves. Go to the insect world. Look at plenty of mantises and look at all these different bugs that can fly. Plenty of them can fly and look like leaves. Do that. And finally, 
when you're living on that tropical island, pretty much just put it only living on giant rocky cliffs. We're going to take the Quetzalcoatl approach for this one and just have it literally free fall off the sides of cliffs in order to scope out. You know, now that I think about it, why would it need to fly? No, hear me out. Why would it actually need to fly? What is the evolutionary advantage of a sauropod flying? Mm, I, I don't, I can't, this isn't scripted. I honestly don't know. I'm trying to think of any actual decent reason why I would want a long-necked dinosaur to fly. Do you want it to get up to the trees? I mean, it's already tall, right? What's the point? What's the actual point? There is no point. Now, obviously, it's a kid's game, and I'm having a little fun with this, but if you can tell me a reason why something like this would actually want to fly... Okay, maybe predation. I'll be honest, if I was a T-Rex going after a sauropod and it took to the air, I would do that like double blank and be like, huh? But either way, it's, it, it's weird. I'm ending this episode with the fact that this is Tropius is one of the weirdest Pokemon ever put because there's no reason for it to have the wings whatsoever. I feel like if you just took the wings off and made it a grass type, people would have loved it anyway. Imagine going through Hoenn and you just walking through this tall grass and you're just like, whoa, a dinosaur. I'm going to catch it. And then and now it's just, whoa, why does it have wings? Again, it's weird. I don't like it. We're wrapping up. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day or night as you were listening. Don't forget, we have a bunch of conventions coming up, the next one being Colossal Con if you're in the Ohio area. We have a ton, and I mean a ton, of different talks that you guys are going to be able to listen to us and come say hi to the team. When by us, I mean the rest of them, I'll be here working. So, on behalf of myself and the rest of the team, have a wonderful rest of your day or night. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace! <laughs>